Welcome to episode 38 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Today, um, I'm sitting down with Kid from the Chicago Playground. Say hi to the people, Kid. Hey, what's going on, you all? How you doing? Perfect. So for me, I do like this little like icebreaker game, um, just like it's called this or that, just to kind of like open it up, get a flow. Um, uh, so I say one thing and you tell me which one like you prefer over the other. OK. All right. All right. So bomber jacket or motorcycle jacket? Bomber jacket. <laughs> I figured you would say that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Baseball hats or fedoras? Fedoras. Okay. Button downs or polos? Say that again, I'm sorry. Button downs or polos? Mm, polos. Polos. And always the hardest, Nike or Adidas? Nike. Nike. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, what you going to say? No, I'm, I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay. I'm here. So I'm going to jump right in and I want you to tell me a little bit about how Chicago Playground got started and what was your inspiration behind starting the colon line? Um, maybe a little bit about your background and what fueled um, your your brand. Okay. Yeah. Actually, um, like I said, I get that question a lot and it's great because my story is pretty much unique. Um, I have an unortho- unorthodox way I even come into this light as being a fashion artist, I like to call myself, as opposed to being a fashion designer. So we're talking about 13 years in this industry, which I've been doing. And I started, um, like I said, with no formal education behind this um, craft. I used to work for the city of Chicago for 11 years, and so I resigned from that. But during my second, third year, I believe, that's when I caught the light from what I feel it was from God that put the, um, the intuition into me into, like, going into the whole fashion market. And from there, I just kind of like locked in and really found my niche in the whole game. I had to figure out what was probably going to be. And I averted back to how prevalent varsity jackets was to us. You know, think about when we was in high school, we seen people with these jackets. It was like, man, you had to be about something. You had to be about some type of club, organization, or what have you. So already I've seen how definitely varsity jackets connect with the human um, human mind for the most part. So once I was able to put my design team together, connect with a lot of people that had expertise in pattern making and designing and knowing how to work the sewing machine, because mind you, you're talking to a guy who just learned how to uh, work a sewing machine within his last year. So take back, what, 10 years prior, I mean, I'm rolling with people who already did this, who did the school and all this. So now we was able to put a whole thing together in which I was able to go to different fashion weeks talking Atlanta Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, and I was able to showcase my talent, you know, from the varsity jacket angle. And from there, I was able to just go into this whole aspect and work with different celebrities in the industry, stores, and even a lot of collaborations I have. And what gassed me into this is just, again, just seeing how people are really inspired by looking at, like, a multicolored varsity jacket that represented them. So it was just me bringing this whole custom phase into the market of fashion within itself. Oh, that's really dope. That is an interesting approach to it. Mm-hmm. What um, would you say about, like, your background and, like, what school you attended um, plays, like, a role in the success of your brand? Yeah. Well, back, again, I didn't. I don't have no formal schooling when we talk about fashion. But I no, I mean, like, just, like, 
not like like yeah, fashion I, school, but just like as a whole, like where you grew up, what you saw, like not fashion school, but just like where yeah. like the core of like where you from, like plays a successful okay. role in your plan. Yeah, I, I grew up on the west side, west side of Chicago from the village. Shout out to my people in the village. Hey. Um, you know, that's our west. So we um, we just grew up, you know, doing the whole project thing, playing in the courtways, hooping, and, you know, just being regular kids. But, you know, I came from there, then went to Farragut High School. That's when I really got into the whole mode of, like, being this top basketball player within the um, players that I was um, balling with. A lot of them went off to play professional um, ball, a lot of them went to D1 colleges, things of that nature. I myself was blessed to go to an HBCU down in Jacksonville, Florida called Edward Waters College. So I just played That's the whole basketball up. field. Yeah, basketball was like my life. You know, I had the whole NBA dreams and all that good stuff. So um, you take it back from there, I went from college, came back home, and from that's when I got the call from the city of Chicago. And I was just working as a labor there on a garbage truck and I just had an exit plan. I just knew that I was going to resign. I knew that, you know, we all are bigger than what they talk about as far as the day job and things of that nature. So I just put my plan together. Yeah, I just put my plan together, invested into my craft, put the right people around me, and I was able to walk out of that void. And from there, (laughs) I was able to take it. I was able to just take, you know, my endeavors on and continue to elevate and leverage off of everything that I was doing. And then from there, now I'm out here living in L.A. And it's just been a great journey, you know. That's what's up. I do, you know, of course, I did my research, looked around. Um, I do think that, like, you're an extraordinary, like, visionary. (laughs) And, like, your use of, like, photography and, like, art direction, um, it really gives, like, your pieces, like, even more of an edge. So um, I'm just wondering, like, how do you come up with these, like, concepts? Yes. Well, I'm actually, like, you hit it on the head. I'm actually being a visual artist. You're pretty much dealing and dabble into different aspects of the art. So even when you talk about Chicago Playground, mm-hmm. it's based on the different talents of art. You know, it's all about everybody that got their different expertise. And it's actually a metaphoric thing when you think about when we was kids on the playground. You know, we all had different talents. You make them run faster. I could throw a ball faster. He make him do something else better. But we all putting that all together, and we having a one great big fun day. So I feel that is the same way as adults. Like, you got the podcast and journalism going, I'm fashion, direction, or whatever you want to call it. And we hear, you know, mixing and mingling and intertwining with each other to give off something better for the masses. You know what I'm saying? So you look at a lot of this stuff is bigger than us, but you have to put it all together to create, you know, one big project. Mm-hmm. So from there, yeah, so from there, man, it just was me just understanding that, um, that aspect of things and, and just getting to it, I want to say. Gotcha. What are you, um, I guess I was, I always got to ask this question. Do you consider yourself to be like an urban, like streetwear brand? Or do you like try to stay away from that title? Or do you like embrace that title? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I am. I'm for the culture and it's me. Or are you like, no, I'm not an urban designer. I'm just a designer. Like, what are your uh, views on thoughts yeah. on that label? Well, you know, I'm, I'm big on not putting yourself in a box, so labels on being the streetwear brand you know i'm just a lifestyle within itself you know what i'm saying like it, it's different i take a different approach to this so you can kind of rather have to fit and that's why i tell people with my brand and my aesthetic you can dress it up and dress it down so we're talking we can dress key i made stuff with, uh what toddlers three t sizes up to 
uh, senior citizens. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, and they all still have the same flair and flavor. You know, they have my touch on it. So I don't really consider myself in no type of box. You know, I'm just a lifestyle within itself, a brand that's um, for the people for the most part. You know, I go hard for my African culture. So a lot of people know they can come here and get the good, good light um, about that. You know, as far as our diasporas and things of that nature, we talk about Africa and that whole movement. So I always try to put that into my creativity as well, because you have to understand fashion is nothing, is nothing but another form of language. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing but what you're sitting on the inside, articulated on the outside. So I'm real about what it is that you see on the front line. So it's great, man. Like this is it's such a blessing because I know people can really like connect with what it is that I'm doing. It's bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? So it's just God living through me to be able to open up these doors and me being a vessel for people to live through and vice versa. So I like that. That's what's up. Yeah, thank you. No problem. <laughs> so what I guess I want to say, what are your views when it comes to like the, you know, they say, because you said you're a fashion artist, so you completely like changed the title completely. Yeah. But like, you know, there's definitely a name for like the, they say, you know, if you're a graphic designer, you're not necessarily mm-hmm. a fashion designer and fashion designers are a graphic designer. Do you think there's like a, a gap between the two or do you feel like they just kind of like fall one in the same? Man, they fall one the same. You remember this how to put this empire together here. Like <laughs> you can't separate the two. You need one another. We are as humans we are intimate we are what they call it, interdependent amongst each other. Mm-hmm. So I won't be shit without you and vice versa in a sense. Right. So you think about it like that, you know, you have to play the field with being a people's person. And you wanna be a real artist. I don't give a damn if you're singing, designing, <laughs> journaling. Like, it, you have to be a people person, bro, unless you're going to be sitting around this shit by yourself. True. You know what I'm saying? So you have to open up, open up and not look at it as like, you are this, you are that. I mean, what separates us is the, the talent in which you, you hold. But at the end of the day, I need you just as much as you need me. And we cannot forget that. I like that. You all about the unity. There you go. Yeah, yeah we are it, one. It, it definitely is about the unity. Bro, we are one, man. I don't give a damn. I, I, you know, I'm so pro-black with it. But even when you think about the other shades of people, yo, like when you tap into the mental concept, we are one. Like the same shit make you cry, make them cry, make mm-hmm. us cry, and the same shit that make us feel good sometimes make them feel good. And it's just about the mental concept. Like the subconscious is what really got us navigating out here. Mm-hmm. So when I design off that aspect, I got you. It's like bait. It's bait. This shit is bait for you to have this type of conversation with me. That's why I articulate and design my pieces. Uh, I design my garment off what you call conversation pieces. Because I get so many people just looking at the shit. And then it, it, you got to talk to me. And then from there, it's like, boom. So that's what life is about. All this shit is about teaching, teaching one another. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you are a teacher and the student's going to show I mean, the teacher is going to show up when the student is ready. Right. And that don't, be, it don't matter what age you are. <laughs> Oh, I'm saying, man, that's, yeah. that's a fact. But I even in retrospect, you. yo, in retrospect, you can be the teacher amongst a, a fucking older person. I'm sorry to keep cursing. I, I, no, I, you're I, fine. I, this I, is an open space. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. I'm, I'm getting passionate behind and I'm opening up. So, but no, it's like you could be a teacher to an older to an older person. It's been a lot of situations where a lot of guys that, that still trying to figure life out they look at a young guy like me when they start articulating dialect, they can understand that I got some type of skill that can see they find line. I mean, they feel the line 
within all the despair that they may have going on. So that's in a situation where I'm becoming a teacher and they're the student. So we have to understand and not just look at these as labels and, and what society has put on us and not look at the age difference of, of, of anything. And that's how I'm able to surpass a lot of this stuff on what society try to tell you you have to do as far as being a quote-unquote fashion designer. It's like, no, I'm going to switch the game up. I'm not going to go to no school for this. I'm going to sit next to the people that went to school for this. And we both want to rock out. And I may have an edge on it because I'm pure about what I do. Mm-hmm. So it's like me not being caught up in a trend. It's not none of that. It's like me living a life. And I'm on my own calendar when we talk about this fashion calendar. Facts. So it's not like me following the, I have to drop that this time. It's like, man, look, I'm going to drop when I drop. And what y'all going to see along this journey is consistency and the voice to be spoken with. I like, so when you I, look at my social, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I like that because that's what I tell my clients. I don't know if you know, you don't have a consultant business. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like. You have I t- a whole business? I have a, a consultant? A, I have an LC, my, I have a company that's called LC Apparel Consultant. And all I do is work with, I know you don't like the word, but I work with up-and-coming designers. So I do pattern mm-hmm. making, sample making, fabric sourcing, manufacturing. Oh, wow. I do all that stuff in New York. So I have a whole business and I got a lot of clients here in New York. I got a few clients in LA that wanted to produce in New York and then I got clients from back home um, and in the South. Yeah. So same way, when I, I'm doing production right now on a couple of lines and you know, we're not on the fashion calendar. Like I just did a, I picked oh, up a wow, production run. Know. Yeah, I picked up a production run this week of a men's golf line. Like we just, we throwing it out there because <laughs> people vacationing and this dude from Chicago and then last week I picked up a, um, a whole luxury um, sports bell ready to wear line that I just got done doing the production. She busting it out right now and it just came out last week and we in, in wow. December. So I pushed that for my clients too and my clients are predominantly black. I work with all black designers. So yes. and people yes. try to give them that. Say oh you need this amount of money to get started. You need this. So I provide mm-hmm. a service that we can make anything. Mm-hmm. If you want to make one unit or if you want to make 200 yes. units I can make yes. that happen for you. So I That's get it. I'm on the wave. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. So we on the same frequency yeah. when it comes to that. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, oh no, I don't mess around. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's the type of things that tend to keep keep us designers or artists as in boxes per se, because you try to sit up here and you look at what they put in front of you and tell you how you have to articulate. You are an artist. You can't do no wrong. Right. But you have to execute on what you're putting out there because you really ain't got a lot of room to make a mistake because gotcha. now you're sticking out like a sore thumb. So mm-hmm. whatever you're putting out there, you better strike them. And that's what I love about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did a whole episode on customer service too, like especially on our Ooh, end, yeah. on the black business end. It's like three or four episodes yeah. ago. I went off. I'm like, we not gonna do this. Not in the, with the black designer world. You know, I had somebody reach out to me like, yo, I I've been supporting black designers because I've been watching your podcast. I've been watching what you've been doing, and it made me want to. And then she sent me like some messages that she had a conversation with another black designer, and customer service was terrible. So I'm just like, wow. oh, we not gonna do that. So I went through like a whole list of things that you need to do as a black business. Just like in the simple, like simple customer service stuff, like not even difficult, like just being responsive, stuff like that. And then also telling your fellow black, but not say I'm not going to shop here no more. I'm not going to come here anymore. But giving them that constructive criticism and that feedback to make them better, because at the end of the day, we are a community and we do need to stick together. We do need to talk to one another. So if I get a bad experience from a black brand, which I have, like, you know, I've bought stuff from a designer and me buying stuff from a designer is 
is to me a big, a pretty big thing because <laughs> I can make anything yeah. I want. I can I can take exactly. I can make that. So if I I can tell you the last time I bought something, right? I mean, with all respect, I know where you coming right. from. Right. So if I buy something from you, it's yes. because like, I I like your design. It's really dope, and I'm gonna spend the money with you. So I I bought a, a dress mm -hmm. from a designer, and it was like an eight hundred dollar dress, a dress that I could have barely well made myself and i'm like you know what right. i can't i can't steal her design i can't remake this i'm buying it from her and the way it came to me was terrible and i could have you know went a different Ooh. route with her i gave her the the most constructive criticism i talked to her i told her everywhere she went wrong because i'm pretty sure she didn't know i was a designer too so i told her yes. everything and just gave her a layout and then she ended up becoming a client but that could have been a whole nother mm. direction but i'm like yo you need yes. somebody who can execute sweetheart and let me just tell you don't you ever send nothing to nobody without QCN at first <laughs> but like the direction and then everybody was asking me like oh, so you ain't cuss her out and you do this for what she's a black designer just like i'm a black designer she made a mistake yeah and she just shot yep, she's new fact. to it like she's yep. she, i'm not gonna curse her out for doing such but it was your birth yeah it was my birthday dress but we figured it out and we worked it out. I, mm -hmm. I can fix it, mm -hmm. but you know, I, right. I don't want to have to fix it because of what I paid. But it's just like, if I gotta exactly. do what I gotta do, it still gave her credit, talk to her, and just like was more wanted to serve as more of a mentor. Like, baby girl, don't don't do this for nobody else. Like, <laughs> That's right. and look what you get. Right. You get a client out the deal after exactly. that being, you know, being a blessing to her. So. That's how it is, man. And it's like I said, it's a selective few of us out here like that that's providing these type of opportunities. Mm -hmm. So it's even good to even know that you even understand this language. So it's mm -hmm. not like you're outside of the hand. No, no, I'm in it. I'm in it every day. What that's do you so, think man, about so. like uh, like luxury brands like the the, the our, our our Gucci's, our Louis Vuittons, and how their design strategy has shifted more to like um, African American consumers, like in their corporate sector? But then there's like they don't they shift a little too much, and then that's how you sometimes end up with like blackface on shirts and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see that's 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 um man. That's a fine line right there mm -hmm. because, again, you know, we know they got a bunch of people that's up in those creative seats that's pretty much out of touch with even the culture within itself. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a big fan of of the mistakes they made because it's like, come on, that's too much history, too much stuff out here in the world for you to know certain moves that y'all making. You talk about the blackface thing. Mm -hmm. So for them to come in and put the dapper dance in position and, um, uh, and Virgil in position – I mean, that's, man, that's Do you really that's, feel that's like Dapper Dan is in a position or is that hush nigga money? That's some, that's some hush <laughs> thing. That, that's some thing more so like, man, I mean, shit, he like, I, honestly, it's like, man, I'm, I'm overdue. Y'all mm -hmm. been owe me this. And I understand it's like, okay, what happened as far as the slap to the black community, he did what he could in his ass to rectify it and bring right. Gucci in and put this diversified, um, uh, what they call positioners in yeah. their company, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah so I understand it. them type of things. But that's just like a bandage over. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm just like, man, you know please. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, I'll see through it. Yeah. And I, that's, <laughs> go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was like, because I... I I was, you know, when the interview with the Breaths Club came out and Charlamagne mm -hmm. kept asking him, like, so why you not doing it for a black brand? He never answered the question. Like he, he never, he never, he never answered the okay, question. I'm gonna talk to you about this one real quick. We got a second. Go now, ahead, let's part, go. Listen, that part of the interview, I was rocking with that for being with that, because he's like, "Yo, I'm thinking global." Now let's take mm -hmm. the the Gucci stuff out there and all that, all that stuff. Now as an artist, as a black man, he like, "Yo, I'm thinking global." And Charlamagne was like, "Okay, 
what about, I guess, the brands of Fat Farms and the other brands that was previous behind him? Now, mm-hmm. Ben said, man, them people, for one, they, they knew me. They knew where I was at. They probably didn't come for me. And for two, he was like, they business sale was only so, so far. Mm-hmm. He said, yo, I'm thinking global, man. I'm not just going to sit up here and design just for, quote, unquote, my people when I know my people over in Europe is rocking out, too. Mm-hmm. So he looked True. at it like that. And, and from that point, I understood where he was coming from. And on the other side, I understand what Charlemagne was trying to get to is like, yo, you got a voice. Why you ain't putting niggas on? Right. And I get that. <laughs> so I get that. I, I, I get it. So, and like I say, I was on both sides. I dissected that interview. I even read his book, too. Are you trying to get his book? No, I've I, I, got to buy it so I can understand. Because at first, I'm like, oh this God. nigga tripping. Like, that's, I, I just, yeah. and I was teaching a class. Um, I was uh-huh. teaching a class at the time, um, and I had the interview playing. And the class I was yes. teaching was kid. It was a kid. She was, like, no uh-huh. more than, like, 13 or 14. And she was like, oh, uh-huh. I heard about Dapper Dan and this, this, that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Let me just break down this, these sectors mm. to you real quick. And I didn't want her to, like, really, like, take it all in until I explained to her what happened beforehand. And I'm just like, they took yes, everything from this man. Everything. They stripped oh, him. Man. Copyright infringement. So I just wanted her to understand. I'm like, yeah, I get where he going with it, but at the end of the day, baby, stay true to who you are and don't let nobody come in here are. and take nothing from you. And I just couldn't like let her get into it. I'm like, no, let me let me let me pause this interview and let me just give you some background. I'm teaching a sewing class and I'm just like, yeah. I, I feel like I couldn't let her like I couldn't let her I wanted her to know. Away like that. Yeah, yeah no, to. I couldn't do it. No, she young. I'm like, you she's a little to. girl. She into fashion. She trying to learn everything she did, like everything across the board. She's not even in high school yet. You know, so I'm just like, I'm, yeah, and I don't teach kids that often. I mostly do adult learning, but her dad reached out to me like, yo, I want to book like the whole summer session. Just give her one class each Saturday. And I'm like, sure, not a problem. Oh, I love wow. teaching kids, you know, so okay. I, I felt like I couldn't. I, I had to teach her like a and show her. And she told me, you know, all the different times she's walked in different retail stores and people have looked at her funny. And I was just you trying to give her a history lesson real quick. So I had to put him on For pause. <laughs> and I'm just like, don't listen to this yet. OK. <laughs> Right, nah, you right, man. Like it's it's out here, y'all. So it, it's a lot of education within it. You just have to, like I said, be a student of it and, and sit there, and listen to them interviews, and read these books. So Absolutely, I'm gonna read this book here. though. I'm gonna read it man, and I'm gonna like, like dissect it. it. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's just taking you through his journey, and it's just showing you, man. He had to figure out a lot. He had right. to figure it out. He did. Yep. So what are your views on, like, celebrities and entertainers supporting black brands? I find that a lot of times they want to get things for free. Um, do you yeah. feel like just giving things for free is more like you just need to work that into, like, your branding and advertising budget? Or do oh, you yeah. feel like, no, like, you know, I feel like, you know, you, you should pay for it. Like, where, what are your thoughts when it comes yeah. to like that? It's, um, it's different levels to it. You know, like I said, you got to pay your dues. And I've been in the game, like I said, 13 years, so. I remember in the beginning when I was, you know, working with Lil Dirk and Dave Lowe, and you got to get that stuff off, you know, mm-hmm. uh, David Banner. Well, no, David, he paid. I can honestly say David Banner, he actually real big on paying for oh, anything yeah. that he receives. He's an advocate. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so he, he's one of my good guys that's, that's really my good uh, motivators and uh, mentors in the industry. But um, yeah, early in the game, you know, you give off things. It's called product placement. It's branding. People mm-hmm. have to understand in the beginning phases, It'd be hard to make a dollar off of, of a lot of your craft in a sense because you're at that marketing stage, you're branded. People have to know you, and that's serious. Now, you get blessed here and there, somebody give you a token of appreciation for your work. Now, I'm not saying go out and get everything for free, but you have, a, have, have to have an intuition on who can, you can look at it since as leverage. Now, mm-hmm. when we talk about leverage, yeah, so at leverage, 
we talk about being on the inside now. You have to understand your, your points, your pointers, and your sense of direction of who can help you get to the next level in a sense as far as branding and marketing. Because at, at nowadays, in this social area where a lot of things is about imagery and just things of that nature, it's an illusional world. But like right. I tell people, if you're going to tap into the matrix, it's a game. Like I tell people, this is a game. This industry is a game. So you can choose to be in it. If you're in it, you better plan for what it is unless you go get random. So that's the first thing you have to understand. So when you get into that, man, you get into this point now where I'm at now, everything tends to come with a dollar unless there's other things negotiated amongst the deal. Mm -hmm. So it's just business-wise now. So now I'm in a position where a lot of things is business-oriented. But, again, early in the days, there's a lot of free stuff given out and Again, influences influences are are great too. So that's that's another good thing. So they give you leverage as far as they're tagging you, and you get other clients behind that. So it's a lot of intuition that goes into this. Facts, I feel that. Yeah. Um, well, who would you say? I guess I guess we already kind of talked about that. Like your target consumer is, but it's for everybody because it's it's like culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a is. staple, man. Mm -hmm. This is baby. I, I'm sorry. This this is. I'm blessed. Yeah. Like, and I'm I've getting the jacket because I need to wear it on the podcast, too. And, yeah, and I'm starting to that. offer, like, sponsorship and yeah, advertising, too. So call to action. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at that. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, I'm here for you. I'm a servant. Mm. Like, you know, it be cut straight dry like I'm here. And that's just a blessing that I've created. And that's why, like I tell people, it's not even like I'm selling Chicago Playground to you. Mm -hmm. I'm selling yourself to you. <laughs> selling Facts. water to a well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I live in color took me out. I was like, yo, oh that's, that's how I grew up. I mean, that's what I grew up on. I <laughs> Look at that. I got, and then they were like, but it's crazy because there's some people my age that didn't watch. I'm 30. I'm 30. But I'm just, yes. like, I watched In Living Color every night with my mother and my big sister. My sister's yes. four years older and than me. Know I know every skit, every play, oh every God. character, top to bottom. And I, you know every word. <laughs> I, I get it. And that's, that is what my intention was with this nostalgia collection. Mm -hmm. But what you just said to do just that, I want to be able to put these garments out here and put you down memory lane and remember them moments with the family. Because the same way you just broke that down, I have the same exact story with Mark. Mm -hmm. I remember on Thursday nights, my family used to gather, we get Chinese food, and we sit there at 6 o'clock watching Mark. And I can tell you word for word, all the episodes. That too. So, That's me and my mom and my sister you, too. <laughs> and funny thing, that. and the funniest thing is, I when I when that was happening, I was on the west mm -hmm. side too. We lived on Van Buren and Central, right down the street from Columbus Park. My mother's from K Town. Oh, yeah. She went to Orr. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then my sister yeah, went to Weston House. Um, and then by the time yeah. I went to high school, we had moved out south. We uh stayed on um Fifty Second and Damon. Um, okay. But like you. all those moments is like me like remembering like us sitting in front of that big box brown <laughs> TV <laughs> and making a palette with like four or five covers underneath it and stuff and just lay it out and just watch it and let the color on Martin. Damn. Yep. That was it was amazing. Yep. And that's part of like I haven't shot the um the actual campaign. Look look for those um garments, the nostalgia collection. Mm -hmm. Because I have the Martin Saved by the Bell, Living Color, A Different World, and a Human, human mm -hmm. Jacket. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is really shoot some nice visuals, the classroom settings. We're going to really make it, make you really, you know, see the see the colors behind the art, in a Facts. sense. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so as we wrap up, I just want to know, like, what your goals are for Chicago Playground and, like, where you see your brand going in, like, the next five years. Oh, yeah. Just... 
the continuous growth as far as continuing to pick up more clientele, I really want to tap into. I am going to be tapping into the the college market. I really want to get into that. Do you want to uh, revitalize the bookstores? So that's one big thing that I really want to do as far as bringing these varsity jackets to that market. And just continue to elevate with, you know, the celebrity clientele and just being that, that staple, that staple brand for the custom varsity jackets. You know, um, I just take things as it comes, but still be strategic. Um, to be honest with you, I don't even really have a five year, like, what, what are we gonna, you know, like, I just take it for why I see the, the level up as we do it right now. So we really still get situated out here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, the reception has been great. Like, this has been, like, real good as far as they're receiving the brand well out here. So I'm just working this market real strong on this end and just continue to just bring value to the um, to the people, you know? Thanks. Bring yeah. value to the people. Oh, I am actually writing a book. I'm writing a book. I'm in a process called um, it's The Playground Journey. It's a caption book with introspective concepts. Yeah, introspective concepts. So basically, kind of just, you know, my quotes and my wordplay. If you look at my caption on mm-hmm. Instagram, I got real good wordplay. So we want to formulate that into, um, you know, like a pamphlet, like a booklet with mm-hmm. some editorial nice photos from a lot of selected um, garbage that we have in the lineup. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Dope. All right. So I'll put everything, like all your social media handles and all your information and stuff like that in the show notes so people can reach out, so people can purchase. I'll be, of course, like posting all week and stuff. I I appreciate you taking this call. I know it's early out there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's still a nice Yeah, I guess you might want to go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm part of that 5 a.m. club. Oh, okay. So you've been up. I've been up. Okay, oh, yeah. good, good, good. All right, it was That's great. Good. I appreciate this. I appreciate Thank you. you. So much. Yeah, it was Likewise. great talking to you. Um, we'll definitely be in contact. I'll make sure I send everything over um, when we're done. But stay black and peace out. <laughs> I should thing. Thank you. Have a good one, okay? Thank you. Have a wonderful day. All right, great. Bye.